there can be only one podcast and maybe the prince of the universe hi folks i'm matt and i'm doing this solo but on purpose this time um a few weeks ago i was going to do a podcast of just a mixed bag of movie reviews i saw i never got around to it because i started by talking about books and i love books and the next week i talked about halloween and <laughs> hookups which i thought was funny um, I didn't mention this, though. Uh, every Halloween, I help out a charity at a haunted car wash. Um, Arco deals with people who, with special needs, and they run this annual charity, and I'm always a part of it every year, and I absolutely love it. Um, I get to play the ghost face from Scream and scare people as they come through the car wash. And I am there from 6 o'clock. I get there at 6, and I go all the way to midnight. I don't get home. I don't eat anything. The only thing I do is I drink an energy drink. Um, I think right before I go. And if I get thirsty, then I have water. I have just bottles of water after that. But I start with an energy drink and then just drink water for the rest of the night. And, you know, um, I'm good to go, man. I'm running. I'm juking. I'm dodging. I'm rolling. Um, I don't know how I'm still doing it for that long. But I never talk. I always pantomime movements and stuff. And scare a lot of people or make people laugh. They bring, Some people bring their kids through there, and I try to calm down the kids and everything. Um, they're, all the kids who get involved, all the other uh, participants, they do not know what I look like. They just know that I'm there. They're all happy to see me. I remember last year there was a group of uh, uh, a dance team who knew me from the year before, and they all took pictures with me, and they all wanted me to talk. They wanted me to take off the mask. They wanted to see who I was finally because I'd been doing it for a couple of years now. And, you know, just really, you know, I'm all energetic and everything. But they have no idea because the last day uh, they got us pizza. And so everyone's eating pizza. And uh, I remember I took off, uh, I went back into my car, changed, came back out and ate pizza with them. No one talked to me because they didn't know who I was. And I was like, I almost said something to let them know who I was. But I was like, no, you know what? This is fun having an alter ego. And, uh, you know, secret identity and stuff. So uh, it's always fun. I cannot believe I have as much stamina as I have to do that because I am running. I am literally running, crouching, juking, twisting, turning uh, the whole time. I've got just all this adrenaline going. I'm not eating either. Not eating either. So that's not me usually. But something about getting that scare, getting that rise gives you that thrill. And you just go in for it. And it's so much fun. Uh, Benjamin last year, he he joined from Saturday morning Salmon Flange. He joined me for a little while. But I can't remember what happened. He left uh, early. He got sick or something. He felt really sick or something. Thirty minutes in. Um, but anyway, uh, I was I was doing that, and then but then uh, so I do all that for Halloween. That is a very fun thing to do on Halloween. So I did kind of crap on Halloween a lot, but I did want to mention that. If I don't write these things down some, these days now, I forget about mentioning it. But a few few weeks back, I was going to do a mixed bag review, and I wrote everything out. And I have it, so I was like, well, I may as well do it. And this is one where I have like three minutes to talk about each uh, movie I saw, and I had enough to go 30 minutes because I had 10. But I already talked about one, which was Return to Oz, and I've already wasted three minutes here on the podcast. So, boom, ready to go, ready to roll. Um, what other movies have I seen this past month, you know? Um, well, I've seen, and I've seen some more movies since then, but I, I'm just going to go with the uh, ten or nine more I've seen since then. Um, Monster Squad was one I watched with my little girl. I didn't know, I couldn't remember it that way. I'd seen it a long time ago, not when I was a kid, but when I was older. Um, I, I someone got me the movie thinking I was going to go nuts over it because it was an '80s movie, but I don't remember it. 
I never recall this movie at all. No one saw it. No one talked about it as a kid. And it's the perfect kid movie. But the thing is, though, it did not age well. It's not very well written. You could tell they wanted to be, you know, it was a mix of movies, you know. They want to be the Ghostbusters. They want to be, you know, uh, what is it, the... uh, Goonies. They want to be the. Uh, it's just. It's just. It's, just a, it's just a ripoff of every other film and very uncreative and not very scary at all, but not very good either and very forgettable. I mean, yet yeah, Wolfman's got Nards. That's a great line. If you don't know it, that that's a great line. It's in the trailer. It's funny. And other than that, there's not. I mean, maybe I laughed at a few other things, but it's not really that good. My my little girl got scared for a little while, so I thought I had to turn it off. And then after a while, she enjoyed it and had fun. She did not have nightmares. I thought she would because she was getting really scared for a while. But when Frankenstein became the little girl's friend, she just instantly lit up and was happy to watch it. And she enjoyed it. But I will never watch that movie again. I don't think because it really wasn't that good. It's if you're if you're a fan of the Monster Squad. Uh, let me know because have you watched it recently? It's just not good. It just seems to be a ripoff of every other thing. It doesn't seem very, to be very original. And the whole time I was watching, it, I was like, man, if they, I, you know, I was thinking, how could this have been written well? Because the idea, the principal idea, is really good, but the story is just slapped together and it's so terrible. It doesn't hold up well, like uh, uh, Lost Boys and other classics like that. You know, um, it just doesn't. So it's sad, but Monster Squad, no good. Watch it with my girls. Another thing I watched with my little girl that night, that same night I remember, it was a few weeks before Halloween, was uh, it's a great, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Now I have seen the Christmas Charlie Brown so many times, I don't even watch it anymore. It's been de- over a decade since I've watched it. We used to watch that one all the time too, but we watched that one more than the Great Pumpkin. I always enjoyed the Great Pumpkin. Um, I watched The Great Pumpkin. Oh, and the Thanksgiving one. I'll always watch the Thanksgiving one, too. But The Great Pumpkin, I hadn't seen in a couple of years, and so I decided to watch it. Oh, man, it sent me back to my childhood. I remember watching that all the time and just loving it for whatever reason. I just loved it. You know, you just love something. The Great Pumpkin coming out of the pumpkin patch and how he was missing out on Halloween. I always felt bad that they missed out on the Halloween. even Because, you know, as a kid, I kind of wondered what Halloween was. But uh, the great pumpkin story and stuff like that, and how Charlie Brown kept getting rocks, and I, I can't remember what band it was, but a band did a uh, uh, Halloween song. It's like I got candy, I got Snickers, I got something, and then the last one goes, "I got a rock," and then it goes into a rock and roll. And I can't remember what band that was, but I remember I'd laugh so hard because I knew that was from. It's a great. It's a. Uh, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And absolutely loved it. So watching it, I, I enjoyed it, but my little girl loved it too. In fact, uh, she, when she was going to go to bed, I paused. I said, good night, baby. And there was, you know, about seven, eight minutes left. And she goes, well, wait, Daddy, don't don't watch it without me. And I thought she was just kidding, but yeah, she, I said, so I'll save it. So to, the next day I said, hey, do you want to finish it? She went, yeah. And she sat with me and we watched it. And she said, I love it. And I, I, that was great. You know, I, I, I didn't know if kids would like that because there's a lot better cartoons out there now or more animated cartoons. And it, it's not very exciting when you look at the cartoon, but she really liked it. I love it because it's classic. It makes me feel at home. You know, all those Charlie Brown ones do. And I think I'll watch the Thanksgiving. It's been a while since I've watched the Thanksgiving one. But the Christmas one, I don't know. I may watch it, but I see it all the time. So that one I've kind of burned out on. But the Thanksgiving one I've seen probably, probably the most because I really like that one. Of course, I love Thanksgiving, so why wouldn't I? But it's a great, it's a, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I haven't seen that in forever. And then also, just on top of that, just a bonus one. Since I'm, I'm wrapping this one up earlier than three minutes, not that I'm timing these really, but 
Um, I love the Grinch. If everyone doesn't know this, there is another Grinch cartoon in 1977 that came out called Halloween is Grinch Night. It's a prequel. It's an actual prequel uh, to uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And it's wonderful. The Who's in Whoville are celebrating. It's Halloween time, but Halloween is Grinch Night. And, and everything goes cr- A nasty wind comes in, and all this chaos happens, and the Grinch is coming to town, and all the Who's are hiding. But this male, it's a, it's a boy who, who, uh, who this time, is the one who confronts the Grinch, and the Grinch tries to scare him, he says, thanks for the entertaining time, Grinch. But, you know, suddenly everyone, the wind stops blowing and the, you know, all the silly rhymes that Dr. Seuss says. The, the, when the wind starts blowing, the blowers start, the hooters start hooting, the Quakers start quaking, the rapids start raking or whatever. And so everything kind of calms down. The Grinch has to go away because that's what the rhyme says. When the wind stops blowing, all this thing stops. Grinch must go. And the Grinch is mad, so he leaves. Um, there's a little inside on Max on you know why he's with the Grinch and how he's so miserable. Uh, it's it's not bad. I mean now Halloween is past at this point. I realize that now um, we're done with Halloween. Everyone's in the Christmas mode now. You're in, you're into watching how the Grinch, Grinch stole Christmas. For me, it's still Thanksgiving mode. But uh, if you do have the time. Uh, and you want to watch it. It's not like it's the best thing in the world, but it's just wild to see. It's weird to see. They try to do music too, and you're just like, wow. It's like, and this is the second time I've watched it, and it's not bad. You know, I mean, obviously, How the Grinch Showed Christmas is a classic and the best, but it's not bad. Well, then, while I, after I watched that, you know, YouTube, and this is on YouTube, by the way, you can watch it free on YouTube. You know, YouTube makes suggestions of other um, 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 videos you can watch. Well, there's another video. I never knew this existed, but in 1982, I think it was, five years later, they did another Grinch cartoon. I ne- And this is the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, the Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat. They had a crossover. And this has nothing to do with continuity, and it's kind of really dumb. Um, but the Grinch runs into the Cat in the Hat, and then uh, he doesn't like the Cat in the Hat because the Cat in the Hat is way too cheerful, so he just does everything to ruin his life. You know, and then the cat in the hat gets the, you know, comeuppance in the end, you know, gets his revenge in the end, and they just uh, makes the, makes the, sings a song to make the Grinch feel, and so the Grinch is now happy again. It's just, it's, it, but it's, it's out of continuity. <laughs> I love my continuity. And they just wanted to put the Grinch and Cat in the Hat, Dr. Seuss's two most popular characters together for a cartoon. But supposedly the, the song makes the Grinch, remembering his mother makes the Grinch sad so he becomes a joyful person after that you know oh well whatever but if you if you if you're really into grinch stuff you know then you can watch you know the the grinch grinches the cat in the hat which is not so good not so good but halloween is grinch night does have that original feel even though it's nothing compared to the um um uh, christmas special the cartoon which i love uh, I would watch Halloween as Grinch Night again, though, because it just feels like it, it belongs in the story. I mean, it is a prequel, but it also feels like it's part of that storyline. It, it feels authentic, I guess, where the Grinch Grinch's cat in the hat does not. You know, I think cash grab, but was there such a thing as, oh, well, there's such a thing as crash grabs in any children's cartoon. But anyway, so I watched those, and I, I thought that was interesting. Um, another one I watched, this is kind of pointed because we just had it, was I watched Black Friday, the movie. I don't know when this came out. I guess a couple of years ago. But it had Bruce Campbell in it. And that's why it caught my eye. I was like, whoa, Black Friday. Now, this is one I actually watched recently <laughs> for Black Friday. And it, it basically, they uh, they hired Bruce Campbell 
for maybe a couple of days and filmed all his scenes because he he uh, I'll just spoil it for you. It's not that good. He dies maybe in the third act, but he's he's not in the first act that much. In fact, they film he's in a scene where he's talking over the PA system and they're listening to him in the first act. So I'm guessing he wasn't there because he's in a room by himself talking all the, on the mic. So I was like, okay, that was filmed the same day he filmed all this other stuff, which was the two days he was with the crew and filmed the second act. Um, <clears throat> so he's hardly in it, but it, and, and it's so it's 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 an lovingly Evil Dead ripoff because all the makeup and everything looks like Evil Dead. I wouldn't be surprised if they got the makeup artist from Evil Dead, but uh, there's a it's not called Walmart. It's called something else like All Mart. And, and we love toys, which I guess is Toys R Us. And so the Allmart gets hit with a meteorite. And there's a, you know, as the uh, employee is looking at this creepy, uh, you know, uh, living brain organism or whatnot, it spits at him. And, of course, he becomes a, a, a zombie or whatnot. And, of course, the same thing happens at We Love Toys, or I guess those people from Walmart made it over to the We Love Toys. They infect all the uh, Black Friday shoppers. There's a lot of Black Friday jokes. None of them are that funny. Um, It's got some good production. It's got some money behind it, but the actors are all unknowns. And it's okay. Like I said, the makeup looks really good. They look really creepy as they're fighting them. But basically, it's just like they're fighting the evil dead, except it's an alien race. Uh, that turns into Godzilla after a while, this giant alien they have to defeat, which is fine. Uh, but the movie is not that good. And it's not that Bruce Campbell's in it. He's, you know, he's got his chuckles in there. The only funny thing that that wasn't Bruce Campbell was uh, there's this old lady. And he goes, "We need to keep the shoppers apart." She went, "We used to keep the shoppers apart back when I was young. We put them in black and whites." And then Blanca goes. Oh, hell no, she didn't say that. I, I, I laughed so hard at that. That's such a great joke. You would never, I, you never hear that joke in today's world, but they made it. This this movie's not that old, but they made it, and I thought it was funny. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, she's from a different time. But uh, Black Friday, like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not too late to watch this. It's kind of a Christmas movie. But uh, for me, or no, no, actually, no, it's, it's not Black Friday yet. What am I thinking about? Yeah, I watched this before Black Friday. I meant to say I watched this before Halloween, not before Black Friday. I meant to save it for Black Friday, but didn't. Um, but I watched it for Halloween. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's pretty late when I'm recording this now. I, I got the kids to bed, and then we had some people waking up, and it's been, a, it's been a nasty day. So I'm up right now. It's what, 12? Oh, it's 1 o'clock, so I'm up. I'm, I decided to go ahead and do this podcast because I just finally got my little boy to sleep. Oh, my gosh. Has it been a night? But I said, you know, I'm up. I'm just going to do a podcast. So I'm not thinking very straight. Yes, der. Um, it's almost Black Friday, so you can watch it if you want to. But honestly, meh, meh. Unless you really enjoy Bruce Campbell. You know, it's meh. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I want to talk about some dumb, dumb, dumb movies. How am I doing on time? I'm doing great on time. I'm actually ahead right now. So I can talk about these two dumb movies together. Uh, my nephew came over a few weeks ago. He likes to watch in it. Uh, he wa- likes to watch movies. So we watch a movie once a week. We've been doing this for a while now. And he got to pick out movies. He wanted to pick out a short film and then another film that didn't last that long. It was like an hour and 20 minutes or something. I was like, okay, let's go. First movie is called Chair. Chair, just chair. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, it, it's 15 minutes or whatever. It's got a good premise where a guy brings home a chair, but it's supposed to be a creepy-looking chair. It looks like a normal chair. It doesn't look creepy about it. But he sits in to show his girlfriend, no, I kind of like this chair. Doesn't it feel good? She went, no, I want you to take it back now. He's like, no, but I like... And then he flashes back to where he's back on the street, 
back on the side of the road where he found the chair. And he's like, well, he doesn't know what just happened. You know, like the last thing he knew was talking to his uh, uh, wife about the chair, but now he's got it back. So he thinks he put it back where he found it. And oh, I should mention the whole time he's, he finds the chair because it starts off where he picks up the chair and puts it in the trunk of his car. But now he's back at that place. Well, there's an old man like watching him from the porch. And I'm like, is he going to acknowledge the old man? Does he say, hey, are you throwing this away? But the old man's just kind of staring at him in the background. You can see him on his porch just waiting wait to see if he's going to take the chair or not. What it turns out is that old man is a ghost. And of course, he haunts the chair, I guess. And he's evil. He's an evil man. And so what he did is when the kid sat in the chair, he possessed him for a full week. He's been gone for a full week. He doesn't know what's happened. He's been fired from his job because he was racist to someone. Uh, he's been cussing out people. He's been just ugly and just an old, grumpy old man. And his wife comes home, and he comes home just kind of, he doesn't know what happened. He can't remember the past week. But his wife comes home with the chair. He's like, whoa, get that out of here. It's like, no, 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 you wanted the chair. You've been in a bad mood ever since, so I'm just giving you the chair. Maybe you'll change your, and that's where he finds out he lost his job. He's been in trouble. They've gotten in fights. And then when he tells her he's lost her memory, she gets mad thinking, oh, you're lying now. You're not trying to, you're not being responsible about what, you know, how immature you've acted all week long. And so he's really freaked out. Well, the chair is in their bedroom because that's where he was really going to put it. Well, he turns it around not to face him, you know, because the chair's facing him, and that's, ooh, scary. So he turns around, pulls the chair around, then gets back in bed, and then opens his as the chair. He hears the chair squeaking against the floor. Obviously, it's turning back around. He opens his eyes, and the old man's sitting there laughing at him, and blood's coming out of his mouth. And uh, it's got the first half of it is really good. There's some really creepy stuff in there because now this old man's kind of haunting him, and you don't know if his wife knows about it or not. And there's just some great scenes. And then it just kind of drags like a short film does and kind of ends on a whimper. I wasn't really impressed by the ending. My, my nephew loved it the whole way through. Um, I just thought about this. I may want, may, people may want to watch this. I, I, at 15 minutes, you may want to watch it. Tell me what you think. I thought the first act is, is pretty good. It was intriguing. It got me. I was like, okay, this is going somewhere. And then, you know, they try to get cute with it and everything because he keeps flashing forward. And more bad things keep happening. But at that point, I kind of lost interest, you know. Um, maybe they should have just ended it halfway through and I would have been fine with it. I don't know. But anyway, The Chair is what it was called. Uh, the next one he watched was Rubber. Folks, don't watch Rubber. You watch the trailer and you're thinking, oh, this is hilarious. It's about a killer tire. That's right, a rubber tire that kills people with, with telekinesis powers, tele telekinetic powers. Um, don't watch this. Don't watch this movie. Get out of here. Don't watch this movie. It's a dumb movie with a dumb... They try to be smart. It try, it's trying to be a cult classic. That's what it wants to do. You know, because it's being oddball. It's being really weird, you know, and it's got a killer tire, but the, you know, the, the characters are breaking and talking to the audience, everyone, or there's an audience in the movie who is watching the movie through binoculars or whatnot. And we're, we're supposed to be like, ooh, this is weird and unique and avant-garde. And, you know, they're trying to create a cult classic with this thing called Rubber. And the reviews for it are ridiculously funny, of course. But, and my nephew really bought into it. He thought this was going to be one of these cult classic ones. And it was the worst film in the world. So boring. It's, it's really done well. It's not done on cheap. But it's just, it's just not a good movie. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's just boring, you know, but it's trying to be something weird and unique. So you'll, because all the characters are just, you know, over the top, 
you know, character that would never exist in real life. And it's just really dumb. It, you're trying to figure out what's going on. What's the secret? There is no secret. You're just wasting your time. That's the secret. And even my nephew was on his phone for the last half of the movie because he knew how bad it was. And he gets on his phone a lot when he doesn't like a movie. He didn't like the uh, other movie we saw last night or the other or a couple of nights ago. Um, but yeah, so uh, if he doesn't like a movie, he'll get on his phone. So he got on his phone, but we put him in the penalty box for a few weeks after that because that was just an awful. It was just a, it's a dumb movie, a waste of your time. Real quick, I did let him watch a movie that he did not watch his phone on uh, the other night called Run, Ronnie, Run. If you haven't seen Run, Ronnie, Run, it's from the people who did Mr. Show, David Cross. Uh, who's a comedian uh, who I think is pretty funny, and uh, oh, oh, Bob Odenkirk, who's Better Call Saul. And this is this is back in the day, Bob Odenkirk. I don't think that's a toupee. I think he had a full head of hair back then still. And um, they're funny. It's a funny, it's a, it's better than Joe Dirt. It's like Joe Dirt, but funnier. You know, Joe Dirt, David, Sp- David Spade, you love it. You think it's great, but you watch Run, Ronnie, Run. It's a lot better. And it's got a lot of great cameos from everyone. My favorite, I won't ruin it, but there's, well, I kind of will. Jeff Goldblum is my favorite cameo in this one. And Jeff Goldblum's not being weird, Jeff Goldblum. You know how he had to be weird, funny Jeff Goldblum? No, Jeff Goldblum, this is back during his Jurassic Park days, man. You know, he was still studly, Jeff Goldblum. And he's a pure studly, but he's very comedic in here. Um, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of cameos, a lot of cameos. Jack Black, who was big, Ben Stiller, all, all the big people from the, uh, I think this came out in the early 2000s maybe, but he just had a ton of big characters in it. But anyway, uh, it's, it's pretty fun, not for kids, not for kids, not for kids. I'd say Deadpool humor, not for kids. <laughs> I forgot a few scenes. I was like, whoops. <laughs> no nudity. I don't think there's nudity. No, there's no nudity, but um, just some uh, pretty crass stuff here and there. But uh, overall, it was it was pretty fun, enjoyable, and my nephew uh, loved it as well. He was a big Ron runner. I hadn't seen that movie in years. Uh, I don't know what got me to watch that. Oh, because I watched Kung Fu Hustle. That's another movie I watched. Boy, do I love Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle, I am so off. I'm not going to get through all these. It doesn't matter. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle is so stinking good. It is today. It is by far my favorite Kung Fu movie ever, ever. It's such a good movie. Uh, the special effects are uh, outdated now because this came out in the early 2000s too. This is the special effects look like She-Hulk. But other than that, though, the uh, Kung Fu Hustle is excellent. Excellent movie. I think you should watch it. I think you'll lo- I know you will love it. Uh, it's got a little bit of cartoonish in it, like, you know, Sometimes they run and their feet spin around them and stuff, but it's it's endearing and it's it's all part of their world. It fits into their world, and it's so good. I, I like I said, I watched it again a couple. That was this is now a month ago, and I was like, wow, this is great. And that that got me thinking. I need to watch Run, Ronnie, Run. Now, Run, Ronnie, Run is good, but it's not. You know, it's it it's it it didn't improve. You know, it stayed the same. It's still a good film, but Kung Fu Hustle. When I when I finished watching that, I was like. Oh my gosh, this is like one of the best movies ever. <laughs> I really love Kung Fu Hustle. And it's definitely my favorite Kung Fu movie. Now, I've really gone off the rails now, so let me see. How am I going to get back up here? Um, I'll do this one. Uh, my uh, wife wanted us to watch a movie called Shutter Island. I, she thought she'd seen it a long time ago, but it turned out she never had seen it before. I had never seen it before. This came out in 2010. Leonardo DiCaprio, um, um, Mark Ruffalo, where... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a, a U.S. Marshal who goes to an island that uh, to investigate whether it's, it's full of mental patients 
to investigate a missing mental person. And he's trying to unlock who this missing person, where they went, what happened to them. And it's good. It's a thriller. Not really a, a, a horror movie or anything like that, but it's a thriller. It's, I mean, Ben Kingsley's in it. It's got some strong actors in it. And an overall excellent story. Excellent story. Um, a good twist at the end that you think you you know, but you don't. You know, it really because I said, "Oh, this is what's going to happen," and then it, it was a little bit more than what I thought. I was like, "Wow, that's really good." Now it got a little too twisty for my wife. I had to explain to her the ending because she was so confused after a while. But I kind of explained things to her. But it was really good. And, and uh, unfortunately, my nephew had to leave early that night, so he didn't finish this one. And I told him he needed to go back and finish it. And my wife said she'd watch it again with him because she didn't understand what was going on, but she enjoyed it. But Shutter Island, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone. I was going to say, that is a pretty good darn film. That's a pretty good darn... I don't know how I missed that over the years. I was not I was never really a big Leo fan, so maybe that's what got me off of it because I, I did not want to see anything with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not someone who runs to Leonardo DiCaprio films. I've seen plenty of them now, but I don't say, ooh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and I do not... In fact, I still haven't seen a lot of his movies. A lot of his... The Revenant or whatnot, I've never seen that. You know, and I can't remember. There's something else, too, that he's made this big. But he doesn't bring me to theaters. Maybe the director will, but he doesn't. And nothing, you know, I just don't, not interested in him. But Shutter Island was a solid film. Solid, probably the best I've seen him in. I, I, like, again, I haven't seen many movies with him in it, but that that one was really good. Um, the other one was, uh, I'll talk about this one. We watched this the other night. Totally killer. It was trending on one of my uh, video streaming services. So I was like, oh, let me try it out. Uh, you watch the trailer, and the trailer is, is kind of cute. Um, not back in 1985, you know, or 1987, 35 years ago, three girls died. It was the Sweet 16 killer. He stabbed all the girls 16 times, you know, and maybe they were 16 at the time too. I can't remember. But the only survivor was her mom. She never got stabbed, you know, because it happened three days, two days, and the day of, or yeah, two days, one day, and the day of Halloween. So leading up to Halloween. And then the killer's never been found, never found, and, and she was left alive. So the mom is there for Halloween, and she gets killed. Finally, the totally the the Sweet Sixteen killer comes to her door. He's wearing a vanilla ice slash max max headroom mask, and he's he kills her. It's very scream fashion. It's, it's a big scream ripoff because um, the kids walk in, they scream when they see her, and the and the and the, and the uh, camera peels back out of the out of the hallway, out of the door, out to the neighborhood where everyone's looking and hearing the screams, you know. But it's a ripoff of every movie because then she has to go back in time. Her friend builds a time machine. This is where it gets kooky. She has to go back to 1987 where her mom, and try to find who the killer was to stop that killer so he doesn't kill her mom in the future. And it is beyond dumb. It is beyond dumb. The trailer looks kind of funny. You're thinking, okay, because she meets her mom and her mom cusses her out. She's like, mamacita, mamacita. You know, because she just called her mom. Um, but she can't believe her mom was that rude and mean. And that, that is kind of fun. But it had so the idea has a lot of potential, but it was done so good. It's, it's, it feels like a... Uh, uh, one of those teen, uh, Disney movie originals or whatnot. It just feels really fake and not that good. And 
uh, it was just not good. Not not a good film. And the whole time, it's just ripping off everything. Every horror movie, can, it rips off Back to the Future because she has a certain time limit. She has to get back in time. If she's not there at a perfect time, then she won't make it back to the future at all. And uh, I can't remember what else. But the whole time, I kept sitting there going, man, the writer's strike ended for this? I, I literally, and I know people say this all the time, but I literally could have written something better. I could have written something way better than totally killer totally killer was just dumb dumb all the way through at 20 minutes in i already told my nephew i said i don't want to watch this and he got on his phone my wife was on her phone but then every once in a while they'd look up and laugh i said can we just turn it off and they're like no i don't want to start another movie let's just go ahead and finish this one and i was like but no one's watching it like they were on their phones i refused to get on my phone to watch a movie so i was watching it the whole time going dumb dumb and I kept commenting, and they'd look up every once in a while and then get back on their phones, you know, because we don't watch movies. And my, my wife, nine times out of ten, unless it's a movie she really wants to watch, she is on her phone. Doesn't matter what it is, she's on her phone. So I'm usually one ends up watching the movie. And it was a movie I didn't even want to watch after a while. But I, I promise you I could write a better script. I could honestly write a better script than anyone than they did. So terrible. So what is Hollywood thinking? All right, um... One minute left. Yeah, I, I saw a documentary on Amazon real quick. I love documentaries. It's uh, how they how they really do it. And it's from the UK. I don't know how I found this. It popped up on my stream, so I saw it. It's from the UK. They're giving the good, the bad, the background of Amazon. It was interesting. Um, is Amazon an evil corporation? or Is my Echo spying on me? I don't care. I love Amazon. But I found it interesting. I'd like to hear one more on Jeff Bezos. They did a few things on Jeff Bezos. And even though it was done from the UK perspective, I I still enjoyed it. And I'd watch another one probably. There probably is a Bezos one out there, and I don't know. But uh, is Amazon an evil corporation that skimps on taxes and whatnot and treats its employees like crap? I don't know. But I'll be honest, if they open up a warehouse here, I'd, I'd apply. <laughs> I am such a huge Amazon fan. So it didn't detour me. But I don't think it was meant to detour me. It was, it's supposed to, it was, it was, it had a mix of good and bad in it. But it's all right. But I can't really recommend that one. Um, but I think if they ever make a really good Amazon documentary, they really could make a good one if they wanted to. But all right, folks, that's it. That That is my rundown. That wraps it up. Uh, I'll probably get a guest on here next time on Princes of the Universe. Ooh, it is late.